With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So, the latest on DeMar Hamlin and the reports that we have, uh, he is still in the hospital in Cincinnati as of last night, according to his uncle who spoke to CNN and the NFL Network and others, that he is on 50% oxygen, which is an improvement off the 100% that was needed when he initially got into the hospital. So, uh, he's still sedated. Uh, That's the latest as far as the health uh, concerns go for DeMar Hamlin and what we have uh, based on the information that's been passed along. If anything else comes of that throughout the course of the show we will have the very latest on all of that the conversation then becomes what the nfl decided to do when it came to this game there was some speculation will they try and play this game the bills Bengals game and and, uh, conclude the game which was halfway or a little bit more than halfway through the first quarter will they try and do something this week well the nfl announced the game is not going to be played this week and there's going to be no changes made to week 18 so then With it being so late in the season and with the status of the AFC and home field advantage and first round buys up for grabs, what does the NFL do? And I don't think they have a clear cut answer. There's been some speculation about what they might do, but how do you guys think this should be handled uh, as we just sort of try and patch this thing together and try and figure out how we get a season finished with everything on the line from a playoff standpoint? Here's the tough part about even trying to answer this is how do you expect the Bills to play this week? I mean, if you're really taking mental health seriously, how do you expect them to be able to play this week? That I mean, and there might be some people out there who feel like they should be able to, and that's their opinion. But isn't this up to the players, to Sean McDermott, his coaching staff, and, and how that team, that organization's feeling? Yeah. That's the tough part, is is you've got all this stuff that's up in the air on the line right now, and unless we really get some some good news about DeMar Hamlin in, in short order, it's it's hard for these guys, especially some who were you stayed in Cincinnati. They didn't even go back to Buffalo with the team. You know, how do you look at the Buffalo Bills given their current state and where their mind's at and ask them to prepare for a game when some of these guys might not even be back in Buffalo by now, See, and it's Wednesday. That would be my biggest question. Like, it's not. It's not about things have to go on, right? A business has to continue to to do business 
under circumstances, any circumstances. I mean, even after 9-11, a week later, we were we were back playing. I, I don't I don't look at it from that perspective. I look at it more so as what you just said. How are they preparing? You know, how are they able if if there's guys that are still there with him and still spending time with him, if they didn't have a a legit opportunity to get the the week of preparation and to get back to to business and get back to work after what took place, that would be my biggest question is how do they how do they do that? Not not more so getting back because you have to get back. I mean, you have to you have to start back. And and f- as difficult as that may be, as as much of a proposition as it may be, even mentally speaking, mental health wise speaking, that's just how it is. I mean, that's just how it has to be. Is there is there's still business that has to be done. There's still a season that has to to be played. And I don't think that that's being insensitive to Hamlin and and what took place. I just think that that's. I mean, if for all intents and purposes, it, that's just how it is. It's yeah, it's it's a reality of the situation and and where where the NFL is at. And it is a good point on how you expect Buffalo to play this upcoming week. You know, like everyone's talking about. You know, well, they couldn't finish the game against Cincinnati, but we've got this week coming. Okay, well, if you couldn't play Cincinnati, what makes you think that they'll just be ready to go for the Bills or for, for the Patriots? Rather, it just and and also on the Cincinnati side, what makes you think Cincinnati's going to be ready to go this weekend? It, I just wonder what's like what is the NFL how how late can they push this before they make a decision on this game, or do you just say, depending on what happens this weekend? we just sort of scrap this Cincinnati game and we just call the regular season after this upcoming weekend and we just continue on moving forward. There's also been a thought, do you replay the game and push wildcard weekend back, which would eat up, you know, the bye week before the Super Bowl. There's just so much up in the air now. Can I ask you guys And this? not a lot of wiggle room. Can, real quick, the yeah. other thing is win percentage. You know, you, you could basically yeah. just go on the seating based off That's win what, percentage. Okay, there you go. I was about they, to ask you that. They, they talked about it um, during the COVID year because there was an anticipation that some of the games would be canceled. And it, it probably makes a lot of sense just from the standpoint of, it, LeVar, to your point, you know, things will move forward. Um, but if there's some teams that can't, um, you know, similar to back when we were in the COVID year and there might be, be a team that's impacted by COVID and had an outbreak and they couldn't field enough players – other teams are still going to play. They're still going to push forward. So win percentage would have to be factored in. I, I think there's some people who feel like, well, hey, that sounds like it's unfair then, right? You know, you, you have the, the Chiefs who currently sit as the number one overall seed. The Bills, had they won out, uh, would have ended up taking that spot. And obviously, given that they were the favorite to win the Super Bowl for the season, everything else that's transpired. And they have the tiebreaker. They, yeah, well, that, that's, that's what I was alluding to. Um, but the whole point is, like, having home field throughout in Buffalo is a huge home field advantage. And so it's tough to even have this conversation because they're the team that ultimately would benefit the most from actually going back and playing the games to be able to have that number one you know, overall seed and home field advantage. Uh, and yet they're the team that's most impacted by what's happened with DeMar Hamlin. So it's such a difficult task for the NFL. I, mean, I feel like for all parties involved uh, in that front, you know, in, in their you know league office to be able to make this decision, it's not easy. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to have to make a decision at some point. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to factor in DeMar Hamlin's progress and his recovery, you know, praying that he makes a full recovery. I just don't think there's any way you can replay the game at this point because the season is coming to an end. What are you going to do? You're going to load them up with a game win because they would have had a bye week or whatever it is. Or maybe they don't have the bye week because they don't have the number one seed anymore. Regardless of how you look at it. You push back playoffs so that you'd eat up, as Jonas said, that week before the Super Bowl, which apparently they looked at doing or they did back in 2002. 2001, there was a season back then where they, where they had done that for the playoffs. Uh, 9-11. Well, it, it, to the 2001. Yeah. Well, if you, if, you, if you did it that way, then now you're giving all the other teams an advantage as well. Because remember, they, the, whatever games were supposed right? to am be I, played. Am I reading that right? Yeah. If, you give, if, you, if you push it back a, year, uh, push it back a, week, a week, right, then that would mean that everybody gets like an extra week. Here, Here's the one thing. Right? That, and, and Everybody also, gets a buy now, really. Yeah, and, and also what ends up happening is because these – this is such a massive game for the AFC that if, you know, Cincinnati wins this weekend, Buffalo wins this weekend, Kansas City wins this weekend – I mean, now we're talking about, or if Kansas City loses, now we're talking about the winner of Cincinnati-Buffalo. Well, I mean, Cincinnati would then take over the two seed. And, and, and then what do you do? Or, or Cincinnati could actually theoretically they, be they the one seed. They could have been the number seed. one seed. Yeah, if like, Kansas City lost and if Buffalo lost, they would have the tiebreaker over. Man. If they had beaten Buffalo and Kansas City since they already beat them, they would have the tiebreaker over both. There's no, I mean, it's just. The, the, I hate to say what I think. No, I don't. I don't hate to say what I think. I'm going to say what I think. The bottom line here is you're not going to move the entire playoffs based off of this one po- this one game that, that got postponed the way that it did or yeah. or whatever it, it, it's, it's labeled as. So this game is going to – I don't think it's going to be finished. I don't think it's they're, – they're not going to finish this game – because you're overloading the Bills to play this game, and not to mention and and the the Bengals, these are both highly rated rated playoff teams. You're not going to take a week away from like. How do you do it? Yeah, I just don't see how you do it. So you got it. You got to go with however you calculate it off of what took place. I mean, in, in a way, it's no different than if if. It's part of it. It's an act of God that took place, basically. And 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 so if if it happens that way, you just got to say, hey, we could have been the number one rated team, the number one seeded team, but you know what? One of our comrades went down. We weren't able to play the game, so we're going to take what our given scenario is going into the playoffs. It is what it is. What a crazy year for Buffalo, man. Talk about mean, the just, weather. I mean, you know, everything, everything, like yeah. all, all, like being moved around, snowed in in Chicago, and then you know seeing what happened with Demar Hamlin, and now trying to figure out the finish of this season and. You know, we were looking at that game against Kansas City that, hey, that was that was massive for them. We talked about the home field advantage, snow games in Buffalo, and, and here we are trying to figure out whether or not you're even going to be able to get another game. I, I hope the NFL is really factoring in, you know, Sean McDermott and his team's, you know, response to all this, whether it's about this week um, and week 18 and just moving forward and, and, and how they're trying to create whatever decision they make moving forward. I, I hope they're factoring in all of that. I, I'm sure they are. I mean, I think there was, you know, some 
back and forth between ESPN and the NFL yesterday about, you know, who exactly had communicated the, the five minute warm up. And as I said yesterday, uh, it's it's just it's not like Joe Buck to say something that he wasn't told in that instance. Like he's so good at his job, and and he came out and defended himself to Andrew Marchand, uh, who obviously is part of the New York Post, but has a podcast and basically said they were in contact with the league the entire time. And so Troy Vincent can come out and say whatever he wants for the NFL, but we've seen the NFL fumble constantly, and so there's no doubt in my mind the NFL probably went to a standard protocol or procedure when they saw a player down and communicated that to someone that communicated that to ESPN and then became aware of how dire the circumstances were and probably backed off of that. But it doesn't change the fact that, you know, that delay took an hour and, and it, 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 it just, it didn't make any sense why the game wasn't canceled immediately. Like, I don't think you needed to have Zach Taylor approach Sean McDermott to have both teams go to the locker room and then talk to him and say, we don't need to play this game. Like, good leadership at the NFL, whether it's Troy Vincent or Roger Goodell, they should have been the ones to call it and not put them in harm's way. But that, that wasn't how it was, everything transpired. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free 
free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter? If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. On the field of football, and we talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday, just the phenomenal playoff games that we saw over the weekend and also just the performances of some other players. And two of the guys that have been rumored to be going at the top of the draft for months, if you go to any of the betting odds, they would all tell you who's going to be the number one pick. It's most likely going to be a quarterback. And two of those guys, obviously Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And now upon seeing both of those guys play in their bowl games, which, by the way, it was funny to see Alabama go down 10 points to Kansas State and everybody was trying to write off them. Oh, they don't care about this game. And then Bryce Young just went out there and just put on a put on a performance in his final game Alabama announced he's leaving to go to the NFL. So now the discussion becomes where does where do these guys go at the top of the draft? Stetson right? Bennett balled out too, man. Like he balled out. You think he's uh I, I don't know about what his draft status is, but I just know you see when you see special, you know special. Dude's pretty special, man. Like watching it, it it's so funny being able to watch like where we were watching the vantage point. You can look down onto to the field, so you can see the formations. You can see what the offense is trying to do. You can see what the defense is trying to do. You can see what the reads are. And your boy Stetson Bennett, bro, he was he he was cooking out there, man. He was cooking. He he's made himself into a, a legitimate draft prospect. Not now. I'm not going to put him up there with the likes of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and and those guys. But he's definitely gone from a guy that was a good story and, and now is I think being looked at a lot more seriously. Probably in the end of the draft. I mean, look, he's undersized guy at five eleven, hundred ninety pounds, but he's improved his game to the point where. He can make all the throws. He's scrappy. He's tough. He's a smart kid. He's accurate with the football. Uh, he's just streaky from time to time. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you go back and watch that uh, game through, you know, you'll see sometimes you're like, all right, why well, was Ohio State able to come back in this? I mean, there's some Georgia deficiencies, great plays by Marvin Harrison, uh, but you see a little bit too of a lull in, in some of the offense uh, with Stetson Bennett, but. Again, he'll he'll be he'll, he'll get drafted. You know, I don't know before the past couple of years if you could have said that. And I think any time you win a national championship, and obviously if he wins two, 
you look a little better than you probably actually are um, just because you're surrounded by so much talent, so many good players. But he's definitely molded himself into a guy that, you know, maybe he gets looked at and taken as high as the fourth round, fifth round. Or maybe they, you know, he still kind of gets looked at as a six, seven round guy. But I don't know that you could have said that before the past two years. He would have even been drafted um, given his size and skill set. But yeah. I mean, Jonas was kind of looting at CJ Stroud and, and probably what I'd mentioned to him. And I, I just, I felt like his entire career, he never showed what he showed in that game. Th- that in that game. game. Yeah. I mean, his suddenness, the way he moved within the pocket, his ability to m- make it through tackles and navigate the pocket and get outside and use his legs. That was something that, you know, you kind of always heard he didn't want to do, didn't really like to do. Well, in this instance, I, I thought he saved his best performance at Ohio State for the last one. He played outstanding, like absolutely outstanding, and gave his team every opportunity to, to win that game. And in, in my eyes, I put him right there behind Bryce Young. And I think it has a little bit to do with everything I see in Bryce Young. I think there will be other people who now view him as the number one quarterback in this draft class. And in part because you don't have the size issues that you yeah. are concerned by and the durability with Bryce Young. Yep. But I've got them as that 1A, 1B in this draft class. Their film is phenomenal. Stroud's probably the most accurate from the pocket of any of these guys. And now with the ability that he showcased versus Georgia, I think I wouldn't be shocked if he wasn't looked at as the number one overall quarterback. They were coming after him, too. They were challenging him in that game, and he kept delivering. And he showed a feel and an understanding and a command that – to me, it was it was league caliber. It it was franchise league caliber, and I was very I was I was very impressed with what C.J. Stroud did in the game, and and how he handled himself. I was the biggest disappointment of it was, and it's probably a question. It'll it'll probably be a question that that the scouts ask and and that people want to know. Why didn't you trust him at the end of the game? Because that was a lack of trust. Or either you trusted your, which I just can't figure out how to justify. You trusted your kicker so much, you're like, you know what? We're not going to try anything else from here. We're going to run a little little uh, sweep or a little little dive. We're going to run a quick quick little slant, and that's it. That was it. Like you didn't give him the opportunity to really like. That would have been the total after that run he made to put them where they were at. That would have been a total solidification. Maybe he didn't trust who he was throwing to, which even that seems a little far-fetched, but I think that's probably more so the case than not trusting C.J. Stroud in that moment, they, in my opinion. I, you know, and I would agree with that. I totally would, because the first thing I said, and, and I said this on the show, if Marvin Harrison, um, it, Marvin Harrison Jr. Is, is, is still in that game, I don't even think that it came down right. to that last drive. Like, it doesn't come down to that last drive. I think they right. went by a touchdown or so. But – he did go out and but they were able to get back down the field and and partly in part because he was able to run for it but he was delivering the ball like he was finding he was finding the open guys I just felt like man why you guys go so conservative with with time left I think they had a timeout left I believe I'm rusty on it now but just the way the scenario was set up they could have gone aggressive two more plays Two yeah. more plays. I, I agree. I mean, the other thing was, I don't think Ruggles had hit a 50 or, or more yarder all season. And that was where they were, they were sitting. And it was like, uh, I, I, I mean, a college kicker, do you really have that much faith in a guy 
to in that moment <laughs> with the season on the line go and do something that he maybe hasn't done all season? I mean, I checked the facts on that. I, I thought I'd saw that he was over on the on the 50 plus yard kicks but by the way after kirby smart called the timeout to ice him when noah ruggles took his helmet off he looked like a guy who was feeling it like that moment he looked me, stressed out give me a little more of an example of what exactly that that looks like to those out there who didn't see it Jonas. just like one of those like um like what would be constipated like, looks yeah like you could probably say that yeah. like almost like man i thought this was going to be a lot easier and now it's not and now i've got to just wear this uncomfortableness for a little bit longer you know that's I all have, like, you i have that play help paint a picture huh? yeah, yeah you can you play okay a, i mean listen picture? um i tried to help you all right so yeah. imagine all right so imagine thinking you were going to get away with fooling around on your better half and you're like there's no way anybody saw it nobody saw what was going on and then all of a sudden you look over your shoulder and you realize her best friend sitting at the bar top behind you and you just turn your head the other way and you start navigating the situation internally and going how the hell am i going to get out of this what the hell am i going to do to get out of this and then you turn around to try and play it off like it's all smooth like nobody saw anything like hey i didn't know you were there only to find out she saw the whole thing and that's what that kick represented it mm. wasn't close the second it left his foot it See, wasn't close you got to take it a it. step further jonas because to be seen would be one thing it's the technology that's going to get you to look like if you saw her phone going back into her purse when you turned and realize that your wife's best friend was there at the place you were at. Oh, yeah. That's the face Great right point. there. There's the face. Great point. There's the face. Yeah. Great yeah. point. But yeah. we're in the, we're on the same page, though. You know what I mean? Look, he looked uncomfortable. Well, that would be way more uncomfortable if you saw the technology going back into the purse or the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's at over. that point. Yeah. yeah you're in trouble. Yeah, you think at that point. I, you're going to have to did, deal with did the Did you trouble. guys think the Kirby Smart timeout before the fake punt? He, I, I know there was some speculation whether or not he got it in in time, which I believe there's a bit of a leeway, right? Like the communication from Kirby to the official and then to the snap, there, there could be a, a second or two that's involved there where they give the coaches the opportunity where if the official heard it as he goes to communicate it to the other officials, even if the snap's taking place, they're like, hey, he called it before when that line judge was kind of waiting and looking at the ball. Um, I, I, thought, I thought he got it in time, but the process, obviously, of communicating with everyone else led to a bit of maybe hysteria or confusion as to if he got the timeout in time. Because if not, they run that fake punt, they get a first down, and that's another instance where you felt like maybe the game's in hand for Ohio State. It like just procedurally, everything felt a little choppy. The officiating, just the t- time management at times, clock management. And I, and I would say in both games, well, and we talked about because, it yesterday. I don't but. think they can have either um, officiating crew. Uh, they can't be from the SEC or Big Ten. And the unfortunate part is those are the best two conferences for officials. So, like that game alone, you knew you were going to get the best officiating because of the other three Power Five conferences. They're all way behind the SEC and Big Ten, in my opinion. Okay, is it because they don't trust that they're going to be able to not be biased? Well, I think there's natural bias, though. I mean, look, I'm not going to get on my soapbox here, but you know, when when I was at Notre Dame, you're an independent, and so every single time we'd play a team, we'd have their opposing officiating crew. So meanwhile, while they're over there, you know, glad handing and talking to all the officials because they see them every week, we're like just getting introduced to them. So we, we might have a Big Ten crew that we saw because we played some Big Ten teams like once or twice. Um, or maybe there's a, a packed, you know, packed 
12 or a Pac-10 team, you know, back then that that we had been, you know, had once or twice. But for the most part, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really like that. Like you really didn't have a great relationship with the officials, and it didn't help that they didn't have any bias for it. And I'm sure, like it's human nature that you want to, if you're an officiating crew and you're watching a team all year, and you're especially one that's successful, you'd want to see them to continue to be successful, right? I mean, obviously, you want to be a part of some of those more meaningful games in the future uh, if you can be. And so it, it kind of helps, you know, to have that be part of the case. Too, Let sure. me ask you guys a question. Do you think that either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are a good enough prospect that if you're the Bears sitting at one or two, you think about going in that direction no, and moving on no, from Justin Fields? No, no. All right. And that has nothing to do with them as a prospect. I think Justin Fields has done enough as what you have right now to prove that he's the guy. I feel like Justin Fields did more than or just as much, maybe not as much as as Bryce Young, but he did probably more than Stroud. Than, than Stroud well, Urban Meyer said that uh, C.J. Stroud sees the field better than Justin Fields. Like that he was uh, kind of well, – Maybe he's a passer, but he's not as yeah. dynamic of a runner. Yeah, yeah And that's true too. There, there, and, there's and, pros and, and neither cons. of the two see the field as well as Bryce Young. So, so there yeah. you go. So Bryce Young's the number one overall pick to Houston, right? I mean that, like, because he's the favorite I, right I, now. I will say this much about Bryce Young: if he was six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, we would be looking at him as as the, a generational. Hey, we haven't seen a kid like this in the past 20, 20 years. Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, easily. I would, I would say he even sees the field better than him. He, he, the way he can, can shape throws and make throws from awkward body positions and just how he sees the field and with his timing and anticipation, it is such a unique skill set. I was just talking with a former GM yesterday about it. And, and everyone just kind of steps away. When you watch the tape, I'm telling you, his accuracy downfield, his accuracy really everywhere, and just the way he plays the game – it is so far beyond his, his years. It's hard to put into perspective. But anyone who sits there and just sits back and watches like a cut-up of all his throws, you're wowed. You, you are truly wowed. And I think this year, too, you know, you go back and just you see the fact that there's no separation. Like, you could say in the years past, like, okay, Jameson Williams, these other guys who are getting separation, they're, all these big plays. This year, that wasn't the case. And he's putting balls in spots. Like, he threw a touchdown pass, I believe it was to Ja'Cory Brooks, in the corner of the end zone this past week. That whole play action, get back, and where he put the football, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, it was a perfect spot. And there's not many guys that can do that, you know, nine times out of ten. He's one of those guys that can. So, I think the world of the kid. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Whether or not that'll translate to the Houston Texans or the NFL because of his size and if he's durable enough, I don't know. Is you there know, any that's, way that's he falls out of the top side. five just because of his size? Yeah, of course. Why are you of asking, course. Birdo? What, what are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> and, Birdo, I thought you were all in on Tom Brady. <laughs> Come on, Birdo. Birdo. Hold on. I thought you were all in on Tom Brady, Birdo. I want a rookie quarterback, and I'll take Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't know that you can have Dang. your cake and eat it too. He wants do everything. Both, huh? Come on. Hey, the Raiders Birdo. want everything. Birdo, I don't know if you can have your cake and eat it too, even though the adult film you just showed me, apparently that is <laughs> oh, oh, you got well, footage that, of that. That was, that oh, was yeah. knock, knock, knock. It was a Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah, it's still. Is that what that was? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't see a whole on. lot of Keanu Reeves. A lot of other things going on. Yeah, there. <laughs> just didn't see his face. Yeah, <laughs> you, you saw Keanu. Um, that was interesting. Yeesh. And also, it's got to go for something. 
to NFL executives. Arg, that, that they called him one eye Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> Arg. <laughs> certainly did. Noodle. Um, it's got to also the fact that Bryce oh, Young man. didn't opt out of that game, went and played. Knowing, look, I, I I could be running the risk, but I want to go play with my guys and then put up a performance like that. He was fantastic, man. So I, I just think it's awesome. I hated the fact that, like, Bama's built themselves up to be, like, so hated because people just hate the fact they've had so much success. It, what is it, nine straight seasons they've had 11 wins or more? Yeah, they're Whatever the, the yeah. number is. And now. by the way, their two losses were, what, by combined, what, four points? Out of Tennessee, like yeah, something crazy. <laughs> I, I had a friend text me, and they're like, you see Alabama's down 10 nothing, and K-State's going to this? I was just like, yeah, it's early. I was like, just let's just pump the brakes there for a second. Yeah. And then they just poured it on. And I, I thought to myself, like anyone who's met or been around Bryce Young, he's probably the most nicest, humble guy that's it's won a Heisman that's going to be looked at as the number one overall pick you'll ever find. Like, literally, I don't think you could like this kid more. Nothing gets to his head. He's just very, very grounded with the way he sees himself and sees the game and football. Um, I, I could go on for on about this kid, but he uh, it'll be interesting to see what teams think of him once the draft comes around. And by the way, it was just a couple of years ago that after watching a spring game, an Alabama spring game, doing the research, putting in the work, that Brady Quinn went on the air nationally and said – Bryce Young's going to win your Heisman, and he was a 10-to-1 underdog to do so, and it paid out big. That's what I'm talking about. That's Brady Quinn right there. How yeah. about it? I feel, yeah. I feel bad, too, because I feel like had he, you know, had they had a more successful season, he probably, you're looking at him winning it again. Yeah, well, listen. I mean, I'll, I'll be real. I mean, Caleb Williams was phenomenal this year, but I, I think that the award typically goes to the best player on the best team, and had Bama been in the mix for it, he probably has a case to be made, even as good as Caleb Williams was. Um, but again, that's that's a story. I for mean, I, I heard that part of the issue was the the people that voted on the Heisman. They were bothered that Bryce Young didn't paint his fingernails. Like that, that was really the the setback there. So had he had he painted his fingernails, he would have gotten some more love. So there's well, that. That's then the it might have been like an an fu Heisman. You know, <laughs> that is true. Oh, that yeah. is true. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right now, somebody who's finally going to make some time for us. Can't be bothered while he's on vacation. Tried to reach out to him last week. He said, kiss my ass. The one and only Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, Fox College football analyst. You can get him on Twitter at the old P. And by the way, uh, that Petros and Money Show can be heard on where, Brady Quinn? The Blowtorch. AM 570 LA Sports. P, what's happening? Happy New Year. I mean, it's one week a year. I mean, I realize it's a lot of college football that week, but it's the one week a year I take off. I don't I don't have a phone there. <laughs> no, we, we can't take your excuses, man. That, that's nah, We needed you on. We, hey. were, we were looking for you. Petros, I hope you had a good break, brother. I know how hard you grind. I mean, you, you guys did a four-hour show yesterday, right? Yeah. No way. And, and Brady came on. Oh, oh wow. Brady came so on the show and we talked about football. So guys, look, I'm sorry. I look, I don't want. I, I didn't want to start this out like that. But Jonas, you set the tone. What Jonas, <laughs> Jonas did it. <laughs> it, was it, it was Jonas. finally going to make some time for us. <laughs> yeah. It was. Like, I dragged my ass. I, I threw the rain in my caftan down into my basement <laughs> to join this show. Hey, by the way, I, I texted you. That was a sweet Hawaii sweater you were wearing uh, on uh, with with uh, Fred Rogan the other night yeah. on the challenge. On NBC and all that. Yeah, light blue on. As an homage to my favorite film about Hawaii, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, the Andy Sedaris vehicle from the late 80s 
that is one of the worst movies of all time, <laughs> some say. Uh, but I, th- I think it's great. But no, it's it's a really cheesy. You guys don't know who Andy Sedaris was? No. Andy Sedaris was like he was like an old sports director from the Louisiana area who went crazy and took all this money and started making a bunch of B movies with a bunch of like Playboy playmates and booby models. Oh, yeah. And they shoot people and have their boobs out and stuff like that. Uh, Sedaris was a Greek from Shreveport, just like uh, Tim Brando's from Shreveport. He died in uh, Beverly Hills. But some of these movies, guys, like uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Savage Beast, (laughs) Hard Hunted. Oh, yeah. Guns. It's just called Guns. By the way, he wrote a book. Do you know the title of the book? I've got it here. Bullets, Bombs, and Babes. That's right, brother. I mean, come on, man. And uh, so there's this movie called Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and it's got a song. I mean, maybe somebody could pull it up. It goes, uh, it's a hard ticket to Hawaii. It's not paradise all the time. (laughs) And a guy gets his head chopped off with a Frisbee (laughs) in this movie. Huh. <laughs> That's a hell of a frisbee. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Well, he puts he puts razor blades on it. He switches them out when he's throwing with this guard with a machine gun. It's this like, is for this is for the Molokai cops. It's like a hippie's ninja star. Oh, you it's know? unreal. Yeah, and he mm. goes, uh, "Nice ass" to a girl, and she turns around and goes, "You got a nice ass too, Pilgrim." Huh. It's like, yeah, it's a hard ticket. To Hawaii. Oh, wow. Anyway, that's why I wore my sweatshirt. Uh, <laughs> Petros, can I ask this? Not how for Timmy Chang. How, how, how was your break? Do you enjoy Terrible. It? Oh. Every year it's the worst. I wish I would have been home. There yeah. it is. Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. Come on. Hawaii. Uh-huh. Isn't that right, Jonas? Oh, man. All that math? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All that math. <laughs> Petros, is this similar to the backside of Catalina? Oh, it's... Which one? Like, what, <laughs> the windy side of Maui? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think you have a lot of fallout people for decades that go to Hawaii. And just end up pumping gas in Honolulu. And eventually they end up selling their bodies. It's a hard ticket <laughs> yeah, to Hawaii. Come on now. I, now, you know, Petros, they are listening to us uh, in Hawaii yeah. right now. On the I great, love Hawaii. Uh, Fox Sports 990. So, shout out to them. Aloha. By the way, Birdo has this been playing a lot of Hawaiian ball. moves, it appears, then. Yeah. Based on that. That yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff in the studio a of, here. A lot of people selling their bodies for stuff uh, that, that we're seeing in studio. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, Hawaii, it is. but it's not paradise all the time as we know. <laughs> yeah, it now, wasn't paradise for USC. Oh, come on! Ooh, Tulane. Oh, I mean, you know what, man. Lamar? You know what? When somebody takes the field, oh no! And I don't know. It doesn't matter who you're playing, but they start gashing you like three plays at a time, like it's a high school mismatch. And that's what Tulane was doing offensively to USC. They they were scoring in three, two, four plays. 
and going 80 yards, 70 yards, you ain't going to win. As spectacular as Caleb Williams was and as good as they did with the time of possession and possessing the ball because Tulane was dropping eight, so they just forced Caleb to pick him apart, and he looked pretty good. But, man, USC had some serious issues defensively all year, and they never improved. They got worse and worse. They lost their last two games where they needed to finish strong after the whole college football world was washing their balls. (laughs) And all of a sudden, everything fell apart because they just couldn't get off blocks. And the guys that did get off blocks couldn't make the effing tackle. So it was amazing to see. And, you know, here's the other thing. I love the city of New Orleans, as you guys know. And I have some friends there. And never once in their lives did any of them ever give an F about Tulane. They hate Tulane. New Orleans is not a Tulane town. New Orleans is an LSU town. Tulane is a private school where kids like uh, Dodger GM, smart kids from the East Coast, Andrew Friedman and stuff, they end up down there and they end up having a good time. And it's a great school. It's in the Garden District. But it's not a place that the city normally embraces. And all of a sudden, Tulane beats USC and has revenge for the 1932 Rose Bowl loss to USC. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all these guys are tweeting me and texting me pictures of them holding bottles of Cristal, wearing <laughs> Tulane sweatshirts. Hey, now, we're popping by a Tufay. We're popping bottles down here. It's like, okay, Really? You guys, <laughs> but uh, I was really, it was great to see. Wow. And I love to see the turnaround is amazing. Two wins to 12, as you pointed out on our show yesterday. And I like that Big Willie style, Big Willie Fritz style. He's the guy, Willie Fritz, that started Blend Junior College. And their dom, not started it, but he started their football program's dominance Put where they that. became a feeder to a bunch of blue bloods and developing talent. Cam and, Newton, probably the most uh, prominent from Blue. Yeah, yeah, he would be. And so <clears throat> I, I thought he did a great job, uh, obviously, in the game. And it was tough to see USC go down like that. Lincoln Riley still has turned USC football around and changed USC football. But they have a lot of gaps to fill defensively, literally. And they have a bit of a bitter taste going through the offseason because of that. And... You hate to see it. It happened to UCLA, too, getting boat raced down the stretch. Uh, to, to your point earlier about the plays, um, they only had – Tulane only had one drive over eight plays on offense that entire game. And it was, uh, I want to say, maybe the final one that ended up going for a touchdown. Um, but pretty interesting. Oh, I was, I was listening you, back and forth. You know, I have the Sirius XM. Nice. So I was on my way to a party, and I was listening to the USC call – Oh, God, no. And then you turn over to the Tulane. You just hit the button. It's caught. It's caught the biggest game in the history of Tulane. Uh, By the way, uh, on the note of the Tulane people reaching out doing that, you know who else uh, celebrated like that this year to me? Was USC. So I'm not sure that that some of the fan base there with SC – is not in the same category. Well, I didn't try to drag my you-know-what across your grave, did I? <laughs> no. Which, look, I, I, as I said Usually that's the like, only game it's... I root for USC in because I love the USC-Notre Dame rivalry. I loved playing in it, and I thought it was really special. So that's usually one of the only games I actually become like an ex-player in and really root for USC. 
But I didn't. I never go after you about it, Brady. I know you have enough to deal with already with all the fight yeah. on fingers There's all over your body. A lot, a lot of all over the body. Um, on the point of defensive uh, issues they've had, feeling though, your crevices, <laughs> and, and the issues that Lincoln had in Oklahoma, now USC. You know, Grinch was with him. He brought he brought him with him. I know. Do, do you think he's gonna? They're gonna keep him. Do you think there's gonna be a potential change there, given the lack of? You know, defensive prowess, I guess, or how they struggled under Lincoln Riley as a head coach. Well, he hasn't gotten the vote of confidence publicly <laughs> after yeah. the game, so you never know. It was pretty bad that that kind of collapse, but I don't think so. I don't think he'd do that. Not after a year of just slapping the team together, but it does bear to it bears to reason that a team with a really innovative, great play-calling offensive coach is having a hard time playing defense. <laughs> that's not the first time that's ever happened. I mean, this guy does come from Mike Leach's coaching tree, even though Bob Stoops, who's a defensive guy, which is really great, speaks wonderfully to Bob Stoops and his football prowess and his ability to staff. All of these guys, these air raid types, a lot of them came up under Bob Stoops, who's a defensive man and all about that side of the ball. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Uh, they, they have personnel problems and obviously problems with an overall vibe in the unit. But that can't be fixed with a transfer portal when you're supposed to be a good growing football team. You need to develop guys from within, develop leadership, have older guys that are really good with really good practice habits that show the younger guys how to be when they come into school so they can one day become those guys. And that's something that has to kind of feed off itself. And we don't know how teams are going to handle that as far as the transfer portal goes and how much of that they're going to be able to do. But that's really the way you build a defense. So we'll see how USC handles it. Maybe a bit of a hybrid look going forward. Or they'll fire the guy, but I hope they don't. I like him. But that obviously one of the worst performances I've ever seen defensively on what was supposed to be a promising USC football team down the stretch. Uh, get him on Twitter at the old P. Petros Papadakis joining us here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. So Petros, I wanted to ask you, um, <laughs> you saw Bryce Young in high school. And yeah, we were yeah, I did. We were, and I was impressed with him. Okay, we were talking about he's most likely going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Just in comparison – to other quarterbacks you've seen come out of Southern California, how good is Bryce Young in comparison to all those? Well, he's as good as far as just being able to drop back and see it and be calm and deliver the football and have uh, some arm talent and do a bunch of good stuff. He's not like he. It's the interesting thing is Bryce Young is a lot better than a lot of the dudes that were Gatorade Player of the Year types before him. At, at modern day. And I'm talking about modern era, modern day, not Matt Leinart era, modern day football, which is a big time high school here in Southern California. So uh, Matt Barkley would be the other one. JT Daniels would be the other one. And those were guys that were, they were really great players, but they were five-star quarterback recruits because of the team they were on. A lot like uh, Heward from Washington. They were guys that could drop back and deliver it on a really, really outlying high school football team. Uh, not like a dude 
like Trevor Lawrence, right, who walks into the room and you're like, oh, my God, that's a five-star quarterback. Like, those guys didn't jump off the page physically. Like, I, I, to me, if you put five stars by a guy, he can't be kind of a normal-looking white guy that looks like a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? And doesn't have, like, these unbelievable physical attributes like speed and all that. He could be a great quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady's not a five-star recruit. He doesn't have measurables. I mean, he could be a great quarterback, but that doesn't mean he has all these boxes that he checks as the best recruit of all time. And Bryce was, was better than those guys. He was more physically gifted than those guys and a little bit quicker on the trigger than those guys. And his talent showed even above all of these special players that he was out there competing with. So I, I've thought he was great the whole time. I think his dad's a great guy, and he's got the right kind of uh, leadership in his family, and that helps a lot uh, with these young guys who have a lot of opportunity coming for them and uh, a lot of opportunity through the high school time where you knew he was going to be special. So I think he's been handled perfectly, to be honest. And uh, I, I – I don't know if he's as big, strong, and fast as a guy who you would normally have as the number one pick of the draft. But, my God, they picked Baker Mayfield first in the draft. So, what you going to do? Let, let me throw this last one out at you. It's a hard you. ticket. It yeah, is. yes, LeVar. Uh, no worries. No, it is a hot ticket to, to Hawaii. Hawaii! Yeah. All right, so, I, you know, I just went and watched the Rose Bowl. And I was making jokes about going into the game. Like, you know, the 10 is going to show you guys how to handle – you know, show USC how to handle a team like Utah, who is known to be a super, super physical team. And they are. They are a very physical group. Um, we did out-physical them. Penn State eventually wore them Urban down Meyer and, and out-physical out them, which that's what Michigan probably should have did as well. But I, we won't, I won't touch on that. Um, just looking at the the idea that USC and UCLA are going into the Big Ten, we're, we were the third third best team in in the Big Ten, <laughs> and and we aren't yet at the level of being as physical as a Michigan or a you know a, an Ohio State. What what is the you know was there any type of takeaway from that that? You know, the well, most physical team in the pack got manhandled by a 10 team? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think you can look at a bowl game and say a lot of things and make a lot, draw a lot of conclusions. I mean, it's a little bit like the thing that happened in the Buffalo Bills game where everybody takes this young man's heart event and they turn it into whatever they have against football or whatever their platform is to change football or – so I think if you think the Big Ten's a lot more physical than the Pac-12, which it is, you can take this game and say, look at look what happened, and oh my God, USC and UCLA are effed. And that could very, very well be true. My, my inkling is that it's probably somewhere in the middle. In the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah, because a bowl, I mean, you know what bowl games are like. Some teams come out and they just, for whatever reason, and you don't know why, they're well-coached teams, they just don't. They don't have a good day. Michigan. And, and yeah, and Utah did not have a good day, and they got beat at the line of scrimmage by another team. And I, I've seen – I mean, I've seen Utah come out and do that to Alabama when they're in the Mountain West. Right. So – and Penn State had a great performance, and Franklin finally got uh, 
a lot of uh, what he deserves. And I think that's great. But, you know, the rose, rose petal bath and all that. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, I think USC and UCLA have a, a little bit of uh, adjusting to do as far as how they're going to play, especially deep into the season. And those, and as Brady pointed out on our show, it's certainly going to be a lot harder to win that conference, even though neither of them won the Pac-12 this year, mm-hmm. than than it was the Pac-12. But I don't, I don't know if that game standing on its own is the evidence that I need to say that oh my God, USC and UCLA are going to wilt like a like a piece of lettuce in the sun. Uh, <laughs> All right. But but it it could very well be true. I mean USC it, it couldn't stop Tulane, so <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, I mean, but they might have they might be able to stop Iowa. What right. about what about Brett? <laughs> what? That's Mike. What about Illinois and Brett Bielema? Just gonna run it down their throats the whole time. Bielema ball. They're gonna try, right? <laughs> I mean, when, they when, when when they are gonna line up and they're gonna run zone right, they're gonna run zone left. Yeah, they're gonna run the power. Dude, and if you don't bow you your neck against it, they'll keep doing it. You get a little excited about it, a little turned on by it. I, I love, I love just watching them run the football. I do. It's yeah. so well, about it, man. Look, I did the what's your f and deal game <laughs> with a uh, Pete Carroll versus Jim Harbaugh, and that's exactly what Harbaugh did with Toby Gerhard. He ran, he ran power until USC quit, literally quit, and then he ran it in for to get fifty five or something on a two point conversion. And Pete Carroll's like, "What's your deal?" And then Harbaugh said, "What's your f and deal?" <laughs> And I called that game with the great Barry Tompkins. <laughs> and, it, you know, so, yes, it did, it did give me a little bit of a, uh, well, what's the name of that new big UCLA center? A Bona? Gave me a little bit of a Bona. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hey. wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Mick Cronin joining the show today. Uh, get him on Twitter. Hey, at Coach, the when you OP. watch this guy play, do Pet- you get a Bona? Oh, wow. Petros, what about Hawaii, though? It's a hard ticket. Look. Pay the price for paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it's two pros and a cup of Joe here at Fox Sports Radio. Petrus, we appreciate it. Uh, Thanks, and we'll Petrus. do it again uh, next oh, week. Uh, first appearance oh, of the yeah. year. Uh, and We're off and running. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission 
parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.